Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 is where we're at this morning, and a message titled, Reentry. Luke 10, 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except for the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son will reveal him. When he says wise and prudent, he's talking about the educated and religious leaders of the day. He's talking about Gamaliel and Caiaphas and even Nicodemus, these guys who were, you know, wise in worldly ways. And they understood the scriptures, it would seem, and they they would teach the people and they would, you know, explain things in the Talmud. And, and he, he says, it's not that it wasn't the educated and the elite that you gave these things to. Who did he give these things to? These humble, most of them Galileans. Remember the impression that was of the Galileans when, when Peter and John went up and healed the lame man by the gate beautiful. He's a silver and gold I have not. He wasn't rich. But such as I have as I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the man was healed. He got up and walked, leaping and praising God. And they began to preach to the people. And everybody was astonished because these were ignorant and unlearned men. And yet they'd been with Jesus. What's so important about having all the education? Now, can God use an educated person? No. Oh, yeah, yes, he can. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, he can. I mean, look at Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle, who was, he was under the feet of Gamaliel. He studied and he was, he was a very well read. And, you know, Gamaliel said of Paul, I can't, I couldn't keep the guy in books. I, I couldn't give him enough books to satisfy his intellect. The guy was just super smart and he wrote most of the New Testament. God would use those types of people to write most of the New Testament. However, and of course, Luke was a doctor. He actually wrote the, the lion's share of the New Testament. If you consider Luke and Acts, it's the biggest portion. But God would use these educated men. But Paul would also say not many wise, not many noble, not many people of, of status will enter the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say not any, praise the Lord. But he said not many. And so what really qualifies you to be used by God? That you might know him. And if you know him, you'll do great things. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how smart you think you are. You know, those things can only be a hindrance oftentimes to our usefulness to God. Because at the end of the day, God wants to be glorified. And if, if you think that it's you, then it, that's just a, a roadblock. And so whether you're like Paul and you know a lot, or whether you, you just feel like you don't know anything and you're just kind of a simple person, God can use you, but we have to empty ourselves of ourselves and say, okay, God, I have to completely trust in you. I can't do this without you. And just like Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. We can't do anything. 
And so Jesus takes us and he reveals himself to us and he shows us the Father. And, and then he does that so that we can show other people, right? In fact, that's what it said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. This is what we talked about in our Easter service. It says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Amen, right? Not counting our trespasses against us and has committed to us, those Christians, the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You're alienated from God because of your sin, but you can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made. It's a beautiful message that we have. And so he's commissioned us as believers to go out and be those who would reconcile people to Jesus. Do you feel unworthy to come to Jesus? Unqualified to serve Jesus? He's looking for those who are unqualified, uneducated, weak, or lowly, or willing to humble themselves. Why? Because he gets all the glory when he does amazing things with your life. And he will, if you will simply say, yes, Jesus, use me, Lord. Lord, what do you want to do with my life? How do you want to use me? Lord, will you use me to share the gospel with somebody today? Watch out. Lord, will you use me in your kingdom somehow that I might be a benefit or glory? You might be joining our friends as they go to Africa. And you know what? When, when he does that, what does he do? He fills us with joy. He fills us with faith. It's such a wonderful thing. And you realize that Jesus rejoices in this. He rejoices when someone gets saved and he rejoices when someone is excited that their name's written in the book of life. He rejoices over these guys. He sees them. They're excited about the use, the usefulness in the mission field. And he says he rejoices. Do you realize this is the only place in the entire Gospels that it says that Jesus is happy or rejoices? This is the only place. Why? Well, because he's a man of sorrow, acquainted with griefs. He came and he bore sin and he saw the pain of the world. He cried at Lazarus' tomb. He wept over Jerusalem as he saw the destruction that was coming. And yet in this moment, in the midst of all the, the pain and sorrow that he experienced on a daily basis as he looked at this world and he saw the direction that people were going, the hardness of hearts and the wickedness of mankind, he was weeping and anguishing. But then at salvation, at the power that God had given to these unwise babes, these 70 that he picked that were just kind of average Joes, he rejoiced. He rejoiced and said, God, that's awesome. Father, that's awesome that you revealed these things to babes. And he will do that for you if you will simply trust him. Verse 23, then he turned to his disciples and said privately, it's a private conversation, blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. Not many people get to see God work in miraculous ways. And yet if you will trust him, you will. Well, what is Jesus talking about? He says, for I tell you that many prophets, verse 24, I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. The, the word blessed means filled with joy or oh, how happy. I feel blessed. I feel excited. I feel happy 
because I've got to see the things that I've seen. And, and what Jesus is talking about, what everybody was yearning for was the coming of the Messiah and the healing of the sick and the raising of the dead and the, and that they could hear the words that Jesus spoke and they could lay their hands on him and touch him and handle him the word of life. That's what they got to see. And, and, and that's true for you and me as well. By the Holy Spirit, He reveals the, the Son to us. He shows us the Son, and the Son shows us the Father. And we have intimacy and relationship and a feeling of the Holy Spirit and, and that just exaltation that we experience when we're in the presence of God. That's our portion too. We get to experience those things as believers when we step out and say, Jesus, yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll trust you. Yes, I want to follow you. Jesus, yes, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me afresh. And he does. And he fills us with power. And he makes us to rejoice that our names are written in the book of life. And I hope that that's an encouragement to you this morning as we look at the Word of God because, man, time is short and we need to have a heart and a mind set on heavenly things, on things above, not on things of this earth. We don't know how, how much time we have left here on this earth. And it may be 50 years, it may be 100 years, but I'm guessing it's going to be more like 30 seconds. Just kidding. You just don't know, right? It's going to be, I think it's going to be closer to 30 seconds than it is to 50 years. That's my, my opinion. But that's what we're supposed to think, right? But let's follow Jesus, guys. Let's follow Jesus as a church. Let's follow Jesus as individuals. Let's say yes to Jesus and watch him use our lives for things beyond ourselves. Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. We're grateful for the things that we see in your word as we look at what you did in these disciples' lives. They, they just decided to follow you. They decided to trust you. They went out and they, they went out as lambs amongst wolves. And they came back rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. They went out with sorrow. They went out with complexity. And yet, Jesus, I know that you do those things with us as well. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to, to, to be willing to say yes to you and that you would lead us into the things that you have for each of us, that you might lead us into the work. We pray for our friends who are going overseas to, to do mission work. We ask that you would use them mightily, Lord, and help us to go with them through prayer, through support, or, or maybe just to pack up our stuff and say, we're going too because you called us. Lord, show us. You say that the fields are white for harvest. We pray for laborers to go into the fields. Lord, use us for your kingdom and your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.